Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. And welcome. Welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. <laughs> How you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Baby, you know, I can't stop smiling. Tell them why. Because we made it. We made it. We made it, baby. Some people went to bed last night and woke up in a different place. And it wasn't where they went to bed. That's it. Shit got different. That's it. But when we went to bed last night, we went to bed together. And woke up together. Come on now. That's right. We're going to talk about it, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Oh, Daddy, what's the topic today? Tell them, baby. The topic today is it offensive. To kneel during the flag or with the flag. Is it offensive to kneel when they're saying the anthem, kneel at the flag, right? Get it. Am I putting that shit together? Baby, you put it together. Listen, how do we come up with this this whole thing about kneeling for this flag? I mean, there's just a bunch of stuff on the news in reference to them kneeling for the flag. Mm. And People are weighing in. We had touched on it a little bit last week with some of the callers, but we didn't hear, have everybody kind of chime in and find out what their feelings are involving is it offensive and all the things surrounding it because, you know, there seems to be some messages that are getting lost in the kneeling of it, but we're going to get into that. Is it offensive to kneel for the flag? Well, I'm going to tell you something now. I This is my bad or my good. I don't know which way it is. I don't know the flag shit. I don't know how to recite it. I know. Uh, Did you call it the flag shit? Baby, <laughs> I don't know this flag shit. And I don't think a whole, if you stopped the average person on the street and said, say the Pledge of Allegiance, the average motherfucker would be like, I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Now, at that point, I'm lost with the shit. Get it. I'm I pledge allegiance to the flag. But it's the national anthem anyway, baby. Well, so that ain't the national anthem. No, baby. Well, why is people fucked up? Baby. <laughs> no, baby. Come on, Pedro. Come on. <laughs> okay. Ninety day what? Ninety day fiance. That's Robin. Show that bullshit. Ninety day fiance. This baby. J baby. Okay, listen here. Okay, so we're gonna be Chantel, and he's Pedro from Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's it. That's it, baby. Y'all, we talking about this damn flag, this red, white, and blue flag that is actually, actually the same colors as the European flag, but that's a whole nother show, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So we're going, we're talking about the flag and why are people taking offense to people that's kneeling at the national anthem when they waving the flag? Why? Nigga, I'm going to tie it together. Go ahead, tie it together, okay. baby. Tie it together. Next, next, next show is going to be on... <laughs> <laughs> Real couples, because when your wife be like, nigga, I'm going to tie together, <laughs> then you know what's up, okay? Listen, when I was in elementary school, right, and they used to make us stand up. Yeah. And you had to put your hand over your heart. Mm-hmm. That was how I was able to figure out when I took a test in elementary school where my fucking heart was because yeah. I said when I I thought you was going to say right from your left, but okay, whatever worked, baby, whatever worked. You had to put your hand over your heart. But I never really knew what they were saying, and it wasn't something that we ever talked about in our household. We never talked about the flag or the Pledge of Allegiance. We, If it was left up to my father, we wouldn't even have said grace. And, <laughs> right, right. Fuck it. At Miss Hollywood said, I am a vet. 
and I am not offended. But you want to go to the lines, baby? Let's go to the lines, baby. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? I'm calling from Connecticut. My name is Darren. Hey, Darren from Connecticut. Talk to us, baby. Talk to us. Uh, well, I am a military brat. So my family's been in and around the military for over uh, 23 years. Um, and what I'm going to say is, like, my father was in the military, and he basically stood for our rights and not necessarily the flag. He's not going to tell you that, or any military person is not going to say that out loud, but he was there and doing his job based on giving the freedoms to our people. On the other hand, when I was little, going to football games and stuff, growing up, when the national anthem was played at the beginning of the games, we actually kneeled as a team back then. So now it's a big deal. For what reason? We're standing for a freedom of speech. We're trying to kneel and we're standing up for the fact that we are being mistreated. We are being killed on the side of the road on a traffic stop. I mean, it has nothing to do with the flag. Unfortunately, the stance that we're trying to taking that we're taking when we're following Kaepernick who started it is happening during the time of the flag. But it's, it has one has nothing to really do with the other. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're taking someone's freedom of speech and flipping it and jumping onto it without researching it and listening ourselves. I think this whole thing started because Kaepernick initially wasn't clear about his message. So the fact that he wasn't clear, and then we hear uh, Shay Whitey, oh, oh my gosh, look, 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 like, why are we jumping on that? Go back and listen to it. Go back and listen to what Cap is really trying to say. It mm-hmm. took a long time for it to get to the point that other people were actually starting to kneel who really understood it. Mm-hmm. And now we have people banging heads with other people because the other ones are refusing to really listen and see why he's doing that. My man. Um, we, we have to, as people, got to stop jumping in on a train instead of doing our homework. Come and on, and that's whole in part just it. That's the whole this whole thing where everyone's banging heads is the whole reason we have racism. Is not listening, not being able to sit back and study and know what's going on with my neighbor, understanding the do's and the don'ts and for them as well as myself. And that's the whole reason of this whole mess. We appreciate your call, brother. Thank you, baby. We All love right. you, brother. You're welcome. Come on, y'all. We're talking about it, <clears throat> this national anthem, this flag, taking a knee. And, you know, while looking in the room, there are quite a few people that are saying, I'm a vet, and I'm so not offended. Mm-hmm. And there was someone that says, I am a vet, and I am very offended. Right. We would like to know, why are you offended? Absolutely. And what was interesting, I was watching on ESPN the other day, Antonio Cromartie, who believed that he was fired from his squad or cut from his team because he kneeled for the national anthem when it was suggested that he did not. And what he brought to our attention was, I believe he said when he was in San Diego or playing for one of the teams for years, they wouldn't even be out on the field when the national anthem was being played. They were actually in the locker room. It wasn't until – the NFL received a contract from the United States Army to play that national anthem and do what they do with the flag in the military, where each team, I believe, gets it's a multi-million dollar deal. Don't quote me. I believe it's $5 million, 400000 something like that. But it's a multi-million dollar deal that each team has with the United States Army in which to play the you know national anthem with the military and the whole nine so it actually became this military event and what that implies is the patriotism that they're alleging to have is not really about being a patriot at all it's about being able to benefit from what we call uh, uh capitalism you're trying to benefit from the sponsors under the guise 
of patriotism and you're ignoring the fact that the very equality that you're suggesting that we actually have that's being played in the national anthem, it's being squelched by the fact that you're opposing them doing the most respectful thing, which came from the voice of a veteran to Colin Kaepernick, which was to take a knee as the most respectful way in which to approach the flag. You know, and I know that on uh, most TV programs and radio programs, they have to be very careful in how they say things, you know, in their wording. But I really don't think this has, in my humble opinion, I don't think this has anything to do with the national anthem. I don't think it has anything to do with no flag. I think it is, quote, unquote, when they say the powers that be that are saying to this predominantly black men, Know your goddamn place. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know your place, this is what's going to happen. It really, it, it, I can't see that a piece of cloth is getting everybody so bent out of shape. I can't see that the national anthem is getting everybody so bent out of shape. Oh, such disrespect, disrespect. But these same powers that be are not saying, I can't understand all of this police brutality. And, and someone, DJ Ray, I didn't get the whole handle, said, uh, forget the national anthem. We need to boycott the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> he said, because when you listen to it, I as a child used to say to myself when they were saying a Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, visible, liberty and justice for all. And uh, that and... What's the part? Land of the Pilgrim's Pride, land where my fathers died. I told from you, it. I don't know the shit, so the, don't the, look that, at that's, me. That's, that's my country to the <laughs> Okay, you scratching okay. and mixing. I'm scratching and mixing. Give it to oh, him, baby. Take, take that, take that, take that, take that. Sweet land of liberty, <laughs> V.I.C. Land Let, where my fathers died, land so of the Pilgrim's Pride, right, from every mountainside. Sing it. From every mountainside, left, read, and ring. Yeah. So I used to say to myself, what did the Native Americans say to themselves when they had to stand up and sing the Pledge of Allegiance and say, land of the pilgrim's pride, mm-hmm. land where my fathers died, and it was because of the pilgrim's pride that our fathers died. But you had to sing that song. So it's one of those things where when we listen to the national anthem, the irony is, the kneeling is not protesting the flag. It is actually your kneeling to give respect to the idealisms that mm. are in the song. But you're also kneeling due to the fact that we're not living out the ideals that are being sung or sang in the song. So it's a kneeling for both principles, and it can't be any more respectful. Again, what we kind of touched on last week, how can kneeling be disrespectful when, number one, you had a ve- you had a veteran that stated to Kaepernick the best way to protest it is not to just sit down, it's to take a knee. But whenever you see someone hurt on the field, what do they do? They take a knee. They take a knee. A sign of respect is to take a knee. So... The issue is not about your patriotism. The issue is about the people who are sponsoring the NFL. What type of offense are they taking? Because as to what you said, when do you see a bunch of black men protesting something that's supposed to be as American as the flag? And what is that? Go back to where you came from and see how you like it at. You God even know your handle. Right. But when you say that, it's like I can only hypothesize about who you may be, but I remember growing up in Baltimore, Maryland, where in the 70s and 80s, they would call you nigga so much sometimes you thought it was your name. And I used to hear folks who happened to be Caucasian say, go back to where you came from, as if North America were their indigenous mm. roots. Come on. And then you say, but you're not from here either. So if you don't like the place that you invaded, if you don't like the pet fact that 
the flag, I'm sorry, the national anthem, which speaks to the liberties. If you don't like people to live out the liberties, stop being mad about them protesting the injustices of not giving the liberties that we want to sing about. But, you know, Daddy, just like we talk about genetics is real, right? And just like over 400 years now, however many years it's been, a lot of us, have that thing has been embedded. Be fearful. Be scared. It's been embedded. Mm-hmm. Just like with some of our white brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. it's been embedded. You're better. You're superior. So when you see some of the people in the room, no, you can't explain yourself. They'll just make statements like, go back to where you came from. Or, well, if you don't like it, and not even understanding what it is that you're saying, because you didn't come from here either. So it just shows the ignorance of the people that we're dealing with that feel that way. Or more in conjunction with the ignorance, the arrogance, Mm. to think that because you came over, because this country, regardless of how you want to uh, state it, it's difficult to sing about liberties and justices one nation under all, when the fourth, the founding fathers of this country stole this from the Native Americans, mm-hmm. from the Native Turtle Islanders. So at that point, everything is a farce. Unless there's a way in which to, number one, really give reparations to the Native Turtle Islanders. Unless you're finding a way that you we live in a world in a country where Mexicans have to sneak back into their indigenous country because it was taken over by individuals who had more advanced weapons to do so. And then you were dealing with people who were, I would say, living by universal principles, not understanding that you are playing by different rules. Come on. And they're saying, this is not ours to tell you whether you can come on it or not. It's you, it's, it's everybody's. And not realizing that they came, they're talking to people who came from a state of affairs in which they saw people own things. And uh, uh, there was a government officially and a monarchy and they were kicked out of that. So they wanted to start their new way of living, which hence New England, New Jersey, New York, Mm -hmm. all of these new places, which represent of old. So when you see all of that, and you begin to say, how do you get mad when you know how you got the country that people are kneeling? Because the same injustices that started the country are the same injustices that are enduring right now. And I think that's what the world is beginning to really see inside of America. Social media has really exposed this country in a different way. Because when you see 70 percent of a corporation, organization, is of men of color, 70%. But then you see, are there any black owners in the NFL? No. How about Latin? Not that I know of. Asian? I don't think so. So you only see, from what we've seen thus far, 100% white men that own this corporation. Now, if y'all will, for a second, I'm going to go back. Let's now go back to the bus system. With Rosa Parks, right? Mm -hmm. Now, actually, there was a sister before Rosa Parks that wouldn't give up her seat. But if I'm correct in what I'm saying, Robin, and help me out, there was a young sister before Rosa Parks, correct, that was 15 years old and she was pregnant. And she wouldn't give up her seat, but they felt like she was too young and wouldn't be able to handle the pressures Mm -hmm. of what was happening. So then here comes Rosa Parks. And the way that that boycott worked was black folk along with some white folk, Mm -hmm. said, we won't ride. We simply won't ride. And it shut the bus system down economically. You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. Now, when you have Jerry Jones, who was the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, right? Mm -hmm. And the Dallas Cowboys, would you say, is one of the most prestigious teams in the NFL? Supposedly. The the number number one. one team. And you now have Jerry Jones saying, if you don't stand up, I'll sit you down. I'll sit you down. What would happen? And this is just a question I'm asking. What would happen if every black player, let me take out color, 
if every player that stood for right and stood for justice and equality on the Dallas Cowboys, what would happen if they said, you don't have to sit us down, we're going to sit down? What then happens? Right. I'm sorry, go ahead, Daddy. I was just going to say somebody had said but with Rosa Parks, it was about the damn bus itself. It's about injustice. So however you slice it, it's about injustice, and injustice is. And what happens is, if we don't take the time to take a stand, there's never a, a convenient time to take a stand against injustices. Case in point, it's been alleged that Harvey Weinstein mm. has been sexually, uh, what's the word, indecent with numerous women throughout the years. In mm-hmm. fact, I heard them speaking on the news as it was the worst kept secret in Hollywood that everyone knew, but no one said anything. Come on. Okay. This is, we take this same event in reference to kneeling for the flag. Someone would say, how can that be the same as black men kneeling, but these are white women? Well, that's just it. Everybody is appalled at these white women who were mistreated by this man and For years, they were afraid to come out because this man who happened to be white was in charge and they were fearful. And what will oftentimes happen is we'll have these discussions about men, but these men who are running it happen to be white. Now, when there are issues in the black community, no one hesitates to speak about their black men in the black community and blacks killing so many blacks, the whole nine. We have no hesitation about that. But we're hesitant, and it doesn't make sense to people while we say you have to speak out because if people had a spoke out earlier on in reference to what is being alleged against Mr. Weinstein, mm. then do you think as many victims would have been taken advantage of as they have or as it has been alleged to have taken place? So what we're saying is by them taking a knee right now, it is to bring attention to the victimization of individuals in the community to who happen to be of color. And there are numerous people who are Caucasian who are standing alongside of, mm. who are married to, who are friends of, who are related to these same individuals who believe the same thing. And oftentimes we say, well, we don't need the other side for validation. I'm going to say this to you. It doesn't hurt. When you have people from the side that you are protesting who are bold enough, courageous enough to see what it is that you're seeing and say something about it, Mm. because there's a level of in that they may have that you don't have to awaken the truth in those people who are refusing to see it. Oh, y'all, we are talking about it today. We are talking about the offense that is being taken without with not kneeling when they say the national anthem and they're trying to put it off on the flag. What are your feelings about it? 404-832-2963. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, Monique and Sydney. This is CJ out of ATL. How you guys doing? Hey, baby. Hey, hey. I was calling time in on your, on your conversation today, and I was talking to my mother and a few other people today and looking at the whole situation with the NFL, it made me think of seeing the NFL as the new, well, not even new, but looking at it as more like the athletes are the slaves and the owners are the slave owners. Come on now. Um, with you having Donald Trump dictating what the owners should do. And what kind of threw me for a loop is that you mentioned like Jerry, was it Jerry Jones, or that, that the Dallas Cowboys owner, at one point he's locking arms with them on one day, on one Sunday, and then we have Trump saying something about what the owners should do, and you let somebody tell you or dictate how you should run your organization. Y'all both billionaires, so what is the connection that you allow somebody else to tell you what to do? And you kind of throw a monkey wrench, and really, are you with your players? Are you with the situation with the coin or what's happening with the social um, unjust that's going on with people of color? So... I'm thinking that, like, you know, like you were saying, if there's so many of them, why don't they walk out? I mean, I don't know all of their, we don't know all of their, their financial challenges or how they're within their bank account, but they really, the players own that NFL. If they were to take a strike today, everyone else is strikes. I mean, teachers strike. 
airline stewardess strikes. You have all these people who make less, who earn less money than these players, and they're willing to put that on the line to strike for their for their cause. And right now, I think it's a good cause for you having a president dictating and calling you, you know, SOBs, and you go in the next week and you're still playing and they're making that money. So I was just thinking about that. Like, are they the new students being slaves? Because they're fearful of walking out and found somebody who's the Harry Tubman to lead them out of that for a mm. moment to stand up to make a difference for what is happening right now. Because it's really going bigger. It's really a big place and. Colin Kaepernick started it in terms of making a stance, but now everyone else is making a stance. But how far are they willing to go with that? So that's it. It's ways if they're not going to walk out or do something a little bit more around bunches. What do you guys think about that? Hey, baby, I think you're absolutely right when you say how far are they willing to go with it. That's the million-dollar question. Yeah, like how far? How far will we stand? Will we get nervous and say, uh-oh? My money get ready to get tapped with. Let me sit back down. Or will we stand all the way through? And we may take the hit. We may take the hit. But will we all say, we'll know the next one's coming. We'll get it better. And all will take the hit, if you will, either way you go. We're gonna, you're going to have to take a hit mm-hmm. from a standpoint of inconvenience if you protest. And you're going to have to take a hit if you don't take, if you don't protest. Mm. So the question is, which one, if you're going to take a hit, it's best to take a hit for something that you see a positive end result if you deal with it right then. Because there will never be a a, a positive result when there are uh, injustices and inequalities imposed on one group over another. There will never be that. Thank you, my baby. Very much. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, my honey. You know, Daddy, someone had um, put in the room when she was, the sister was just saying, you know, still slaves. And they put, but they're millionaires, and then a little emoji face, and then slaves with a question mark. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes when you see statements like that, that's why so many of us are so fearful. Because you take the money and you throw integrity and character away. You take the money and you say, well, listen, I got this money, so the hell with it. And in my humble opinion, you're still a slave. I don't care if you have a billion dollars. If someone can still tell you how to turn, how to talk, how to walk, how to speak, when to get up, when to sit down, based on the money in your bank account, you're still very much a slave. And... Overlooking because some individuals were also saying in the room that it's odd that you would be ridiculed for kneeling for the flag. Kneeling for the flag is inappropriate. However, at the same time, it is very acceptable when praying before God. Mm. And everyone else holds God in the high. People, this is the word. It's in the song. I mean, God is supposed to be God, country, family. This is the decree. Well, if you can kneel before God, how could it ever be offensive to kneel before a piece of cloth that a concept was put behind? And then it tells you that this is all false vibrato. It is not about God. It is about the culture that men create under the guise of God. But really Mm. what you're supposed to hold highest is the flag, is the cloth, because that is designed to allow you to not look at your uh, allegiance to the universe, to the beings that are living with you. It is looking to you to be a part of a cult Mm. under the guise of a flag. So that we then begin to say we're the best country in the world. We're the best. There's been no universal census of that. <laughs> There's been no universal <laughs> census taker who's flown down and taking a survey. There are things that are very positive that America has to offer. And there are things that are very negative. And that can be said about the world. But it is those statements that create a world of divisiveness where it is the left against the right. It's the blacks against the whites. Mm. It's the men against the women. Come it's on. the Catholics against the Jews. It's the truth the against a lie. It's the truth. So when you have all of these things, 
as opposed to figuring out a way how we sincerely can be treated equally. Yes. How we can sincerely devise a plan where everyone can have and no one is starving because we will we rather spill spend trillions of dollars of scientifically being able to destroy our earthly neighbors than taking those same funds and feeding the world. Come on. Come on, y'all. We're talking about being offended with this national anthem and the flag and folks deciding to take a knee. How do you feel about it? Let's go to the lines. We're talking about it. Hey, this is Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? Oh, yes. Hi, Monique. Hi, Sydney. This is Holly calling from Dallas. Hey, hey Holly. I want to first preface what I'm going to say. Okay. With I am a eight-year veteran. I did four Navy and I did four Air Force. You a beast. So, <laughs> no, I was I was foolish listening to my mama and being young. <laughs> but I want to say, um, as far as the topic goes, me personally. I do not feel that them kneeling is a sign of disrespect. What I was saying in the room is kneeling is a sign of submission and not necessarily in a bad way because one kneels before the cross. When you are going to get a blessing from a priest or a, or a pastor, one kneels. One, when one gets knighted by the queen, they kneel in submission. You submit in these circumstances. When these athletes are on the field, and one of them gets hurt, both teams, they kneel as a sign of respect for that player. So me thinking, you know, that this is a sign of disrespect, especially having been, a, you know, an eight-year vet myself, no, I don't think that this is disrespectful. If somebody wanted to say something was disrespectful, those players could turn their back on that flag. And even then, to me, I, I wouldn't even see that as a sign of disrespect because, it, to me, symbolically, that would be turning their back on the country that has yet to, has, has yet still since the time of the Civil War forward. All these wars black people have been fighting in, and yet still she turns her back on her own citizens, these mm. black people. Come on now. So mm. that's the way that I feel about that. But I, I definitely can tell you, I also want to tell you of an experience. When I first went into the military, I was real young. I was a freshman in college, and um, my mother's household was very strict. And so getting out and having that freedom, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I went for a ride with my mother and ended up with a four-year enlistment. She said, you're not going to keep wasting my money. You're going to find your own way to pay for school. <laughs> okay. But... I went into the Navy, and there is this point when you um, you do everything in boot camp that you're supposed to do, and you get to the point of where you're right about to graduate. And in my young mind and in my young spirit, I knew something wasn't right about this because they had us all in a room, and we took off our caps, we held them over our hearts, and we pledged allegiance, allegiance to this flag. I don't know the name of this particular um, uh, artist, but it's, I believe, a country and Western artist. But he's got this song, and it's, uh, I'm proud to be an American. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I, I, I did not, I'll, I'll be honest with the two of you, I did not pledge allegiance to this flag, even though I was going in to do this enlistment, because it didn't sit right with my spirit mm -hmm. that I'm giving of myself. And, I, I mean, you know, what am I getting in return but being told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it? And then this song is playing, and, you know, I'm looking at others around me. They're weeping, but I'm listening to the words, and I'm like, okay, so I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Well, we haven't been free. Come on. And... Is, you know, hopefully in my lifetime or, you know, any children that I have, you know, hopefully one day that they will be. Because I can tell you in 2017, it still don't look that way. Not when black people are still being, uh, you know, lynched and there are so many injustices that are happening against us. It's like, you know, how are you looking at these young men 
and saying, okay, well, you know, you're entitled because you have money. Well, that doesn't do anything but make you a million-dollar slave, make you a multi-million-dollar slave because their skin color is what is still keeping them oppressed. And I think, if anything, I am upset with these players because if you look at what Colin Kaepernick started, this is is completely different from what he started into what it is now. None of these players stood beside our brother and took that knee with him for the cause that he was doing. They started taking that knee at the point where Donald Trump called them SOBs. That's what they are protesting. Mm. Not that people that look like them in this country are being persecuted daily. That, you know, we are being funneled in the prison systems that we are being killed in these streets. Even our babies and our women are being killed for no, no reason at all. Like, and that's not an issue to you, but when somebody calls you an SLB, you know, talks about your mama, then you kneel. Come on. That's an issue for me. We that, appreciate that's that. where I, you know, I'm, I'm really drawing the line. I think that, you know, they should have been standing with him from the very beginning. If you were going to really, you know, protest this injustice and protest the injustice itself. And I think that we are getting very, very convoluted in the whole idea of, is this, uh, you know, against our, our troops and is it against our flag? Because this is not what this is, and we are being distracted by those two things. And that's the key Let's word, baby. All the- that distraction is what's, and you're absolutely right, and we appreciate your call, sister. We love you so much. Thank but that you. distraction is what is actually happening that's what's happening we're being distracted from what is really taking place and we've gotten quite a few callers saying what this sister is saying and she said hey y'all let's really pay attention to this what cap first took a knee for how many nfl players stood with this brother how many how many have stood with this brother now are we taking this knee now because donald trump who is a white man said y'all are son of a bitches or are we taking this knee now for the injustices, for the inequality? What are we kneeling for? And when you look at it, it doesn't sometimes I, I heard someone say. And there's never an absolute, but I understood what they were trying to say and that it's never a wrong time to do the right thing. Mm. And what happens is <clears throat> I think. For a lot of individuals, you can tell someone something that means nothing to them and tell someone else the same thing and it means everything. Mm -hmm. And when Colin Kaepernick first came out and took the knee, there were those that got what he was saying. When Donald Trump called them sons of a bitches, some of the bitches, (laughs) when he did the Bernie Mac and called them a bunch, some of the bitches, when he did that. It woke up the sleeping giant in these individuals and said, well, man, you talk about my mama because I'm taking a knee. Mm. And sometimes the blatancy of what's transpiring has to be revealed to individuals for them to say, "Okay, it's no confusing it now. Now I get it. Mm. Now we should have you want to accuse and ridicule them for how could you not see it before? But. If you are truthful, you'll know the times in your life that someone may have said something to you that you didn't get at that time. But in retrospect, you said, how could I not get it? And you don't get it until you get it. And the blatancy of Donald Trump's words where they're sons of bitches for respectfully protesting the reality of the flag, not the ideology of the flag. Mm. But the white nationalists with tiki torches were fearing being replaced and were saying things and were destructive in the way in which they moved. But Donald Trump found a place in his heart to have empathy, to be able to say, but there's some good people on that side, too. Mm. So when you start seeing the blatancy transpire, it allows individuals who are fearful to literally and honestly didn't see it to now be awakened to something that you can't deny anymore was transpiring. You know, Daddy, 
And 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 when we say the room for the babies that are listening to the show when it airs on Monday on the CBS podcast, when we say the room, we also uh, do it live on Periscope. And when you have some of the people in the room, and then some will say, you know, I am Caucasian, and they'll share their feelings. And then you have some people in the room that their the picture next to them is that of a black man. And you'll read his comments. And his comments are those comments of some of the white men that just get over it. Well, it's not the comments of the white man. It is the comments of individuals who feel a certain way because the, 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 the trickery is they want you to think that it's just all the white men. And it's, you're they, right. they want mm-hmm. you to think that it's the whites against the blacks. But you, when I watch a TV, sh- when I'm watching the news and I see a Latin man saying the reason why we want to build a wall is because we, if we don't, there'll be taco trucks on every corner. Mm. Now, I'm hearing someone that's brainwashed, in my humble opinion, because you're speaking ill of your people as if taco truck, that speaks of industriousness. That speaks to people who are looking to start their own business. That's not something that should be disrespected right. or discounted. But we as people of color have allies with individuals that are not of color, and we can easily dismiss them because they're not of color and make the same mistake that has been made with us that these people who are black, they're the subculture, and they're all the same way. This is the reason why some of those who are listening uh, and right now, who of African American descent? You descent. You know the conversations you had about with people who were white, who honestly meant no harm, but they said to you, "Man, I know your family must be proud of you." What are you talking about? Well, I mean, you work at this job. You're so articulate, and to come from the ghetto to where you are right now, I mean, I just think it's spectacular, and I wanted to compliment you on it. And then you pose this one question. Well, what is it about me that makes you think that I came from the ghetto? Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with it. However, I was raised in the suburbs of Baltimore County. Not that that's good or bad, but what it... Uh, 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 I, I didn't mean anything by it. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't because I've encountered this question so many times that I'm empathetic to it. But as I know that you don't mean anything by it, it's the same way that these... Men who are trying to make it seem as if these men who are kneeling are being disrespectful to the flag understand what they mean and that it does not have anything to do with disrespect of the flag or protocol because if protocol was everything, they say you're not supposed to hold the flag horizontally when you're presenting it. It is supposed to be raised up a pole in a certain way. Ralph Lauren has flags posted on a lot of his clothing. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to do that. So it's not about the protocol of the flag. It's a proto. It's about the protocol of the business deal that is associated with the flag when the military steps on the field with the NFL. You know, Daddy, because I, uh, quite a few people are saying, "Man, fuck the flag." That's other things we need to be talking about. It's really not the flag. Come on now. It's really not the national anthem. It's really the inequality and the injustices that are happening. It is really when we watch all of these movies from back in the day, that's why sometimes I can't watch it because I'm saying, are we just being entertained or are we getting a fucking message? Are we hearing it? What these owners, in my humble opinion, are saying right now is, boy, you look at me in my eye. Fuck a flag. Fuck the national anthem. Simply, you are looking me in my eye, and you know that's not what we do. And as long as you look me in my fucking eye, I will keep my foot on your neck. That is what this is all about. It has nothing to do with no flag, nothing to do with no anthem, nothing. Because not one time has the 45th said, well, we've got to speak about the the inequality. We've got to speak about the police brutality. That, that, that's not coming out. What's coming out is, oh, fire them SOBs and sit them down. And then you see Jerry Jones. First, you see him kneel. Lock arms. <laughs> before the national I'm going to kneel and lock these motherfucking arms before they sing the song. Right. Now, somebody called OJJ up and said, that's not what we do in the club. You better straighten this shit out. Come on. So now, JJ got to come back with, well, if they don't 
understand. I'm going to sit them. Well, what the fuck is it? Now, you, now, now, there are no children in the NFL. There's no black men on any of those teams or any man period that is under the age of 18 years old that I'm aware of, is it? Not that I know of. Okay, so most, so they have to be grown adults, right? right? Now, brothers of all colors and from all the mothers, now the ball is in your court. Because what this man has said is, if you don't do it my way, watch what I'll do. Now, your children are watching you. As Abner Hayes said from the 1965 AFL boycott, I had to make sure when my children looked in my eyes 30 years from now, they could be proud at the man they was looking at. Absolutely. So as I see at some of our players, and I understand it because some shit can be hurtful, I see the tears coming out of our eyes. I see us going through all of these changes. Now you got this man putting you to the test. Now he's saying right now, what y'all going to do? Because I've, I've told you what it's going to be. Now what are you going to do? And if you, if you do stand and you were once kneeling, do you know how far that puts us back? Because now you got the little brothers that's in school watching y'all. They're watching the heroes and they're seeing what's going to happen. And we don't know how impactful our heroes can be to, uh, for us and to us by being silent or by speaking up. And someone said being proud doesn't pay the bills. Mm. But paying the bills doesn't make you proud. It just allows you to pay the bills. Because there's many people that eat, but how they go about eating, they're not proud of what it is that they do to allow them to eat. They just eat because the pain of the hunger is hitting them more than the pain of the wrong that they're doing in order to feed that hunger. So you got to have a level of, I don't know about, you know, you from the people out there watching but it's like if you don't feel good about what you're doing, all the money in the world is not going to make you happy in your private time. It sounds slick when you're driving your nice car, but in your private time, when it's quiet, when it's just you and your family Come and you're watching your children eat and you know what they're eating, but do you know what your daddy or your mama didn't do in order for you to eat? And it allows you to eat now, but it doesn't allow folks to eat properly in the long run and that's the difference what are we doing not just for now but what are we doing for the long run so the ones that you see kneeling they're looking for at the long run the long haul not just the short term which is right now and that's what we've been taught and we've been conditioned to be that way think about your goddamn self Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else Whatever you gotta do To get there God damn it Get there well, Now the new thing is Whoever got the bag They comes up with some new shit Who got the bag Who got the bag And I guess that means Who got the money Well Y'all Are we watching And listening to the stories Or again Are we just being entertained Are we watching And listening to the stories Of people that had All this money But they took overdoses They committed suicide Are we watching And listening or are we so caught up in who got the biggest fucking plane? Who's got all the money? Who got the yacht? Who got the who bringing out the latest trend? Who got the hottest liquor? And all the while we're watching us go through struggle, strife, falling apart because we got caught up in some material shit. And we think that is the be all to end all. So it does, Daddy. It's disappointing when you hear someone say, but pride don't pay the bills. Well, what the fuck happened to integrity? What happened to it? That doesn't pay the bills either, mother. What happened to it? <laughs> so now you got our babies walking around, yeah. and that's why this is a this is a snowball effect. You got our babies walking around. Fuck pride. Fuck integrity. I just got to get the bag. I just got to get and the money. Whatever that means, I'm willing to do it. If it means lying, cheating, stealing. If it means saying shit I know is not true. If it means whatever, I'm gonna do it because I got to get the bag. So please think about your statements before you make them because do you know how impactful it could be if you're in front of a group of babies and they're sponges and you're a grown ass and you're telling them, look, pride don't pay the bills. I heard one time, Daddy, <clears throat> I was watching TV and I was flicking through the channels. Mm -hmm. And I was watching Creflo Dollar. Mm -hmm. And Creflo Dollar was talking about uh, a dream and reality. Mm -hmm. And he was telling the women, 
I hear you women talking about well, your, your man telling you, well, baby, I got a dream. Well, you got to tell that man the dream don't pay the bills. And I heard the women applaud and scream and holler. And I'm like, well, here's the question I would ask. Because before you became a mega, mega pastor, didn't your wife have to believe in you enough? Because you had a dream? Because mm-hmm. you said that you heard the voice late one night and you got to calling? There wasn't mega then. So it's the things that we're being fed that is totally ripping us apart. It is the things right now that I believe that is ripping these brothers apart in the NFL to say, I really don't know what to do. Well, take a book out of Muhammad Ali's book. Take a page out of his book as we all honored that brother in his next journey when he left here. Take a page out of his book and say, what would this man do? At the end of the day, what would you do? Come on, what man. are you going to do? Because there are a lot of people that sing the praises of Muhammad Ali in retrospect. Come on. But in real time, they were not singing his praises inclusive of people of color. So to fight for your freedoms, they say, is not free. It comes with a cost. Mm. And there will always be people who don't understand it. It is understandable when people who are not affected, pardon me, directly by your plight don't grasp what you're saying. It's kind of like Donna Coran saying, uh, uh, the women may have needed to watch what it was that they wore when they were around Harvey Weinstein Steen because they may have brought it on themselves. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's what she, she was being criticized for that. And there were people back in the day who used to say, yeah, because if you wear certain things, you know, you subject it. Technically, if you're wearing something that is seductive, that may inspire someone to do something to you. But socially, it's not acceptable to bring that up because if you are a person who, as someone put it, had dollars stuck to you with just tape only and no clothes under them, no one is supposed to take a dollar off your body to see your body. You're not supposed to be violated. So... The same is true in this situation because uh, uh, it is a violation that doesn't jive with you. You you still when you see a, a young man who was beaten up by a group of the white nationalists mm-hmm. and now you see him being charged for a crime. But he clearly was surrounded and there was a judge who approved him to get locked up. Yes. This is the world that we live in. Now, this is what happens in the world where there are cameras videoing it. What happened during the time when nobody had this on tape? Oh, baby. So when we are having a conversation, not about one thing, it's just about the totality of injustices that take place. And why should one groups be more important than the other if we can definitively prove that the inequalities exist? And, you know, one thing that uh, we keep hearing oftentimes is, but they're so powerful. They're so powerful. Right. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? See, I have not heard anybody say, but bitch, they levitate. And, bitch, they head going to spin all the way around. Then they going to fly away. Then they come back, bitch, and they can strike you. I ain't heard nobody say that yet. I ain't heard nobody say, bitch, it's, it's, it's something different. Now. You, but we keep putting these false words in front of people's names because of bank accounts and titles and positions. And then you see what happens. And then they begin to believe it for themselves. Mm-hmm. See, a humble man, in my humble opinion, a humble NFL owner would say, Listen, I'm going to take the position with my team because I do believe there are inequalities, injustices, and I don't want to be any part of that. I don't want to be a part of that. And how can they be disrespecting the flag when they're not disrespecting God when they're kneeling in the same way? And the very man that's raising all this hell, just look at the picture when they're saying the pledge. Why isn't his hand on his heart? Uh, what what his wife name Melania? 
That's the wife. Melania hand on her heart. Baron hand on his heart. Everybody else hand on their heart except for Donald's. And the the look at the man who's saying that. If if what what is it about him that speaks to him being interested in the freedoms and the equalities and the justice that the flag is supposed to represent? There's a lot more that suggests that there's disinterest in that than interest in that from. Uh, I forgot the gentleman's name who worked with his father and him who heard his father on countless occasions speaking in reference to how he wanted to keep black people out of his building. And Donald highly uh, uh, valued his father mm-hmm. to his father being put uh, uh, locked up at a Ku Klux Klan rally. So when you you see these things and this is the person who's running the country, this the person who's running the country is offended that people are kneeling. But we should overlook the fact that that's the same guy that says because he's a star, he just grabs pussies, (laughs) you know. So it's like, you know, and when you say there's a wonderful person at Fair Lady that says, what has Monique done for the black community? That's a great question. And the reason why a lot of it that you don't know is because she has the cameras stay away. So it's not a PR stunt. But you don't know about the countless schools that she goes around the country and has conversations and sees these children up close and personal. The... uh inability for them to have books you see the teachers who seem to be distraught because it ain't separate and equal okay they are treated unfairly and you do see these teachers that are struggling because they're not getting paid fairly they're dealing with children and in uh, environments that when you hear whites talk about the crime rate and the education rate What's not being or what's not being communicated is when people come from the same socioeconomic background, the results educationally are very similar. They're very similar because we're people. And despite the fact that we want to distinguish ourselves by colors, as someone said earlier, and we've said repetitively, we are all of the human race. So there's there are people of all colors from all regions of the world, with some around them would deem them smart, not so smart, good folks, not so good, and it doesn't have anything to do with the color of your skin, more so the color of your spirit. And when we stop focusing in on these clubs, mm. the black club, the white club, the, which is hard to do when you've been pulled to the side because you are black. Come on. But then we also have to pay attention to our neighbors who are not the same color as us that stand with us. Again, when we go to football practice and baseball practice with our children, what you don't see is a PR stunt where they're little black kids hugging little white kids and vice versa because they friends. Yes. Sharing some some uh, sour worms, yes. some some Boston baked beans. Yes. Some lemonheads. Yes. And they plotting on what route to run while they messing around with it. You they're, they're no so you understand that all this divisiveness is something that's taught because it's not innate to us as human beings until someone says you can't do that. Come on. Why? Because they're black. You can't do that. Because why? Because they're white. You can't do that. Why? Because you're poor. You can't do that. Why? Because you're a woman. You can't do that. Why? Because you're big. You can't do that. Why? Because you're a big black woman. Come on. And because everyone has or all these individuals have these preconceived notions about what you can't do, but they believe that they can they can do it. Therein lies the problem, because if you feel that you can do something that somebody else can't do, you're a part of the problem. And let me let me uh, address this young lady, daddy, my fair lady. My fair lady. I got to address the baby. I got to address her. See, 
I, I like when people ask that question, what has Monique done? Because you know how when people say when you've done nothing wrong, you want people to ask you the question so you can answer well, you, yeah, right? Yeah. And once you said all that you said, she came back with, well, I'm no celebrity. Let me tell you something, young lady. Neither am I. I'm just a person. And I see a need that needs to take place. And what we don't need is the cameras and all the press coming in because they're very personable and they're very loving and they're very... Um, there's, their, their situation, there's a level of privacy that needs to be had with those personal conversations while at the same time a light be shed on their situation as a whole. As, you're right. So when you put on there, I'm not a celebrity... Please take that off. Please take off being a celebrity. If you see that something needs to be done, just do it. And before you want to judge anybody on anything that they're doing, make sure your backyard is so goddamn clean. Make sure that you got people all up in your backyard and you're doing it right and you're doing it without question and you're doing it with perfection. Because, again, when you put celebrity on people's name, you expect this different expectation. And I won't let anybody do that to me. I'm a regular old sister from Baltimore, Maryland, who's living out my dream. That's it. But when you start being worried about what somebody's doing for a community of people, that's when you need to come back and say, here's my list. Fuck being a celebrity. Just here's my list. And that's how we get better as a community of people. And when someone says Trump is trolling people, black people, to go up against you, look how it's working. The thing is, it's appreciated when you have the trolls that say what they say. We appreciate the trolls yes. because what it allows us to do is address them directly and sensibly. Can't be angry at someone because they're trying to get you to change their opinion because they want you to feel a certain way about yourself when all you're saying is the same opportunities that Others have. Why is it that it's difficult for us to have? What is it about us that we shouldn't be allowed as a community of individuals who live in the United States of America to be allotted the same opportunities? Mm -hmm. Why would anybody be starving here in the United States of America when you have enough money to spend to send rockets to places that we'll never see, a shitload of weapons that never get used, that end up getting scrapped and revamped to uh, uh, kill our neighbors across the waters. But we, 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 we are worried about what you have, and, and we're upset because you want equality. And this is the craziest shit. Equality is a step for people of color. Mm. Equality is a step up. It is an advantage for people of color, whereas there are those who are not of color, as we call it, that it appears to feel to them that that becomes a disadvantage. Mm. Because if they come become equal to us, then we'll have to compete on a, a level playground. And that is not fair to us. And that is due to the propaganda that was sold to some individuals who were Caucasian, who bought into what the forefathers started. But what we need to start doing is looking and analyzing what the forefathers started and take the best and leave the rest and speak to what the current day fathers are saying. Come on. And those fathers may not be in the government. They're in the community. Now, uh, Jim Bob for Trump that's in the room, he keeps saying, y'all biggest problem is y'all fathers. We're the fathers. And Jim Bob for Trump, I appreciate what you're saying because you have to ask yourself, Donald Trump's father was locked up for being at a Ku Klux Klan meeting. Donald Trump's daddy was sued for not wanting black people to live in his buildings. Now, that was his father. Would you say he was a good one to teach those values? Because you're saying the problem is the fathers. On that one, Jim Bob for Trump, I agree. And, and 
that may have something to do with something, but again, we're speaking broad strokes. We're speaking about the propaganda that has been sold about black fathers because just Sunday, mm. I was at a sports facility watching our oldest son train and work out with other cornerbacks and, and wide receivers for football. And as I was there watching my son amongst other children, who many of them were black with their black fathers there, there was one particular group with this young child who was just turned 11. And he was training in basketball. And it was his father, his mother, his sister watching him train privately for basketball. And this kid is going to be dynamite. He's, 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 he's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. His handle's off the hook. And I had to say to that brother, hey, man, how beautiful is it that you, your wife, and your daughter are right there supporting your son? Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. And that's the thing that never gets discussed or seen. We get the Jim Bobs in the room who get the sound bites from Fox News and they are under the impression <laughs> that no black people or no black fathers are supportive of their children. They don't know. But so we empathize. You only know what you see on TV. And he said, Hey man, I appreciate the encouragement, man. We trying to be out here and support doing this thing. Oh, he's going to be devastating. Mm. But it was an honor to exchange compliments for a fellow parent just doing what he was supposed to do but oftentimes what you get the depiction of men of color is where these rabble rousers who have sex with our black women or our women and then leave them pregnant for them to raise that story does exist and in fact the story was started during slavery When you couldn't raise your family because after you had one, the master would sell someone away. Perhaps after he raped his slave, your wife. Mm. So there was uh, hundreds of years of not being able to raise your children. And if you don't believe repetition brings on retention, then you're not an observer of the world around you. So we have to break these habits and don't deny them. But. What you also have to be bold enough to do, Jim Bob in the room, is be willing to admit that you don't know much about people of color, but how could you if all you're doing is watching sound bites? Because if you did, you would know that what you're perpetuating is not a reality as a whole. Daddy, we talked about it. We talked about yes, it. Yes, we did, baby. Way. We talked over. That's how good it got to okay, us. Okay, now. So we want to thank all of y'all once again, baby. Y'all could have been doing anything else, but you know what y'all chose to do? You chose to give us your hearts, your mind, and your ears, baby. So we hope that you took something from it. We hope you did. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.